Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I am so bummed. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. I see, I, you know, you just had Jeff Levering on. I know Jeff. Jeff's a great guy. He's awesome. I saw you had Alex Cohen on. I know Alex really well. Um, so you, you, you're always, you got, you always get a, you get, you get a good uh, guest all the time. Awesome. I love it. Now I got you. So. I mean, listen, <laughs> you do a lot better, so. <laughs> I saw the What's one that? with, uh, I've been listening to the new podcast you're doing with the Knights. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I did, uh, so I did three of those, and then I haven't, um, I'm going to start, Probably next week, jumping back into it. I was going to do one a week during the baseball season and then just gets gets a little hectic. So I haven't had a chance to do a lot of it, but uh, I'll be back doing some next week. I assume things have picked up recently. Yeah, we're having a lot of events, man. We have a concert here tomorrow. Um, so we've been really busy with stuff, but uh, it's different, man. I miss baseball. I wish there was baseball here. Was it really slow when everything first started? Like, were you going into the office at all during that point? Uh, we were worked from home from, uh, we had a college baseball game here on like March 13th and then we shut down and then we didn't come back. We were working from home and then we came back, uh, it was like the end of May, but we've been here oh. five days a week since, uh, you know, the end of May. So we've been, we've been doing stuff. Wow. Yeah, I saw the uh, pumpkin patch thing the other day. Yeah, we did that. That was cool. Uh, we've been doing some stuff. We have a concert tomorrow. We had a Kamala Harris rally on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a World Series party. Uh, we've had a bunch of stuff. Keeping me busy. <laughs> I'm sure. I saw on your uh, Instagram story, they misspelled your last name. Yeah, um, yeah. I was playing that up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. That's funny, man. It, the last time I saw you was the winter meetings. How did that go for you? Was it okay? I was a blast. I was so excited to go this year, too, because I got family in Dallas, but it's looking like that's going to be more of a uh, virtual-only thing. Like, you guys who are like, actually in the business are the only ones that are, like, invited. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, because I haven't heard anything. I'm not even sure if they're having it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, site, and it said that it's not op- open to the public yet, and that there's really no date. It's kind of to be determined. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, I would assume that it's just going to strictly be, like, media personnel and all that yeah. stuff. When you went last year, did you do a lot of interviews? I know you were you were doing, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if I were to go back this year, I probably wouldn't do so much of that just because I feel like it's annoying to them to kind of go out of their way and do interviews. But I definitely wanted to introduce myself to a lot of people, like, talking to Jack Curry with the Yes Network. Like, that's a guy yeah. I grew up watching, and, like, that's yeah. what I want to have. So, like, to pick his brain for 10, 20 minutes about it, Tom Ferducci as well, uh, yeah. a few people. I know you 
you know, Meredith Morakovic. So I got that yeah. conversation with her. So like, I mean, I mean, it was definitely an eye-opening experience, something that definitely overwhelmed me when I first uh, walked in the door. Like you first walk in the door, I made eye contact with Reggie Jackson. I'm just like, holy crap, yeah. this is the real deal. Like there's like, these people are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it's always a great experience. But the first time I went, yeah, I was just blown away by all the people that you see and, um, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Reggie Jackson was there. It was funny. Uh, I thought I knew Reggie Jackson well because he came to a lot of games over the years, and I interviewed him here at the ballpark one year. And uh, he always said, "Hey, if I'm in town, you know, just you know, let me know if you need anything." Blah, blah. So I was like, "Oh, you know what, Reggie Jackson at the winter meetings, I'll go say hi." He had nothing to do with me. It was like uh, he, he just walked right by me. I was like, "Oh, you remember me from Charlotte, right?" We talked a lot, and he just kept going, but. Um, it's, a, it's a real who's who, man. It's pretty I cool, though. Yeah. I always, I always enjoy seeing uh, Mad Dog Russo. I always, oh, yeah, like, I know. Yeah, he's got his set up like right before the uh, the uh, like credential only spot. Where, where yep. all the- yep. I'm gonna sneeze. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of because like I've actually never really gotten to pick your brain about kind of your career and media relations and all. I guess my first question would be. Uh, you getting your start because you grew up on the uh, uh, East Coast, right back east. Yeah, so I was um, born in Brooklyn. Um, grew up a big Mets fan. My yeah. dad was a Mets fan. My grandfather's and went to a lot of games as a kid. Shea Stadium uh, was always a lot of fun. First time I went to the game, uh, I met Gary Carter, who was my hero from then on, and I uh, was a big fan of his and. Um, just became a big baseball fan and I knew one day I would always love to work in baseball. Um, so growing up in New York and then we moved to the Poconos. Uh, so I had a lot of uh, years in Pennsylvania and then uh, went to Penn State University and uh, was really into uh, journalism, communications, um, had a great uh, opportunity when I was in high school to uh, have a credential um, for a, a local minor league team in the Pennsylvania area, the Scranton Wilkesbury Red Barons, and uh, was into photography. My photography teacher um, got us credentials to opening day of uh, the 1999 season, and um, it was awesome. I got to get out to the ballpark early. That was another place that I'd gone as a youngster with my dad and had a lot of great memories as a fan there. So getting an opportunity to be credentialed and be on the field was awesome. And I think I remember just looking back and saying, wow, this is what I want to do someday. You know, work in minor league baseball, um, work around media. And um, that was a great experience. Um, And I just kind of took that into college and uh, knew that, you know, someday hopefully I could get a job in the field. Um, And it wasn't easy. You know, it was a lot of internships along the way. But um, it taught me a lot about baseball. It taught me a lot about uh, media relations and communications. And, um, you know, here I am now, you know, 15 years, 16 years later, and I'm still doing what I love. So you were hooked right off the bat. Were there any other, like, career options that you kind of swirled with in your head? Like, was there anything outside of this that you kind of wanted to pursue going into school? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I really... I really liked photography when I was in high school, um, and I, I thought maybe someday I'd be a sports photographer. Yeah. Um, so I took that to school, but then I really liked writing, so I wanted to be a journalist. Um, and when I got to college, I realized, you know, hey, communications, you could do a little bit of both. You know, I have an opportunity to take pictures when I need to and 
write when I need to and blog and, you know, do all these fun things. And at the end of the day, it's all about baseball, which is the one thing that I've always enjoyed. You know, I love other sports, but uh, to me, baseball has always been that one sport that, um, you know, I think it reminds me of my childhood so much growing up uh, around my family, my dad, my grandfather, such big baseball fans. And um, baseball has that way of just kind of, you know, bringing all those memories back, you know, even during this pandemic here where we didn't have a season here in Charlotte and, and no minor league teams had a season. Um, so I found other ways to, to, you know, think back in baseball. I started collecting baseball cards again this during the pandemic, which I heard a lot of people were doing. Um, and I had collected baseball cards as a kid. Um, but, uh, you know, just being around baseball and just whether it was watching baseball, I enjoyed you know, I watched more baseball this year um, than I had in a long time because, you know, working in baseball, um, obviously I get to see all the Charlotte Knights games, but I wasn't getting a lot of chance to see major league games. So right. this year with no games here in Charlotte, I watched every single Chicago White Sox game and it was fun. They were fun to watch and uh, I really enjoyed it this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially the year that they had too. And a lot of those guys this year were in AAA last year, right? So, like, you know a lot of the guys that you were watching, like the Dylan Ceases of the world. Uh, Luis Robert got called up, right? Yeah, well, that was, you know, and that was what really brought me to minor league baseball. Um, like I said, you know, growing up in New York, we had the Mets, obviously, and we went to a lot of games in Shea Stadium. But when we moved to Pennsylvania and I found this, you know, minor league team, this ground Luxbury Red Barons, and we went to a lot of games. But the one thing that I loved about it was seeing guys before they went to the major leagues and seeing these guys, um, you know, um, before they were household names. And I always thought that was really special to be able to see these guys. And then here they are a year later, they're a superstar in the game. And, um, you know, I, going back to games, I remember seeing Derek Jeter with Columbus Clippers and uh, guys that would make their way down on rehab. I saw Dallas Strawberry on a rehab assignment and, um, went to the 1995 AAA All-Star game and saw, you know, uh, Jason Isringhausen who started that game and then, you know, obviously goes up and becomes a, uh, a good Met for a long time. Um, seeing those guys was special. And then here we are in Charlotte, you know, over the last few years, guys like Yoan Moncada and Tim Anderson and Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert, um, those guys all came through Charlotte. And look what they did this past year at the White Sox. They became some of the best players um, best young players in the game. Uh, certainly Tim Anderson, you know, wins the batting title, uh, you know, in, in 2019. And then is right there in, in 2020, um, Aloy Jimenez, Luis Robert was so fun to watch. And we saw him a year ago here in Charlotte. Um, to me, that's special, you know, um, whether you're a fan of the team or not, you know, we have fans that come to games in Charlotte. They might not be White Sox fans, but they're getting to see these guys before they go to the majors. And to me, that's something really special. Absolutely. I mean, you could arguably say that the Knights last year in 2019 were better than the 2019 White Sox with the amount of uh, prospects you have on the roster. Yeah. It's it's arguably like the best uh, background in baseball to me too. Like when I went out there for the summer, I was like, Oh my God, like this is the best backdrop in baseball. And that's your view every day, right? Like you're, you're right in the press box, right? It is, you know, I, um, I'm really fortunate. I really am. You know, I, I, I did three internships before I got a full-time job in baseball. Um, I wouldn't change any of that. Um, to me, 
it was so worth it to be able to get a full-time opportunity. Um, it wasn't an easy thing. Sure. You know, it's not something where you just come out of college and, you know, there was a full-time opportunity waiting. You know, I, I, I certainly put in the time and effort and, you know, I was so happy to be able to get an opportunity here in Charlotte. Um, you know, I go back to 2012 was my first year with the Knights and the team was in Fort Mill. Um, and they were hoping to build a new stadium and hoping to move to uptown Charlotte. And, um, you know, I was, a, I was a part of that process and yeah. it was really special to see and to, um, to be here every day and to, right, to look out that skyline and to see it come together. Um, you know, our first year here in Charlotte was 2014. You know, here we are now, you know, six, seven years later and to see this city just come together and um, grow the way it has, it's been really special and I'm fortunate. You know, I post my view on social media pretty often because um, I'm really proud of it. And uh, I'm proud to be able to look out here and, and see that. And, um, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's been really great. So uh, you mentioned some of those humbling experiences growing up, uh, whether it was internships, uh, first jobs. I know you were in Lehigh Valley to start. Uh, what were some of those humbling experiences that stand out to you, like specific things that was just like, okay, maybe I should pursue something else? Or like, was there ever any doubt in your mind if you ever had any like bad experiences going up in the business? Yeah, no, I mean, I guess, I guess in that way too, I've been lucky because there really haven't been any bad experiences. I think, you know, for me, I always wanted to work in baseball and I think um, you're, you're going to deal with a lot of long hours. You're going to deal with, you know, um, every day could be different, you know, something could pop up and certainly in the media world, um, you know, a player gets hurt or a player gets called up, your day changes pretty quickly. Um but for me, I mean, they were all really good experiences. Uh, my first internship uh, was in 2004 with the Altoona Curve. I was uh, just graduated from Penn State, and um, it was about a 45-minute drive. And I made that drive for all the home games back and forth, and um, I loved it. It took a while to get back into baseball. I didn't get another opportunity until 2008 with the Iron Pigs. And um, it was really there where I got to learn – um, the ins and outs, and I just loved every minute of it. I, I worked for two of the best people that I've ever uh, come across in this game, and um, Matt Province and John Schaefer, who were just so good to me and gave me every opportunity to succeed. And um, to me, that made it really special. And, you know, I, I think the one thing that I always wanted to do was come to the ballpark every day with a smile on my face and um, make the best of every opportunity. And I got some great, great advice along the way. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, here I am now, you know, 15 years later, and it's, it's still as fun as it was back then. How, how many different uh, jobs did you have to do in those early years? Cause now obviously VP of communications with the Knights, but how, how many different hats did you have to wear kind of climbing the ladder? Yeah. So my first internship was, uh, a photography internship uh, with the Altoona Curve. And uh, all I did was show up to the ballpark and take photos. And that was a lot of fun to me. Um, and then from there, um, in, in, in 2008, uh, the only opportunity that I was able to get at that time, uh, it wasn't in media relations, but it was um, in, in radio. And I always enjoyed radio. Um, so I was the um, I was the studio producer, in-game host um, on the radio all 144 iron pigs games it was their first season in, in 2008 so um there were a lot of unknowns um right. you know i was kind of um 
I was certainly new to the industry and, you know, I never produced a game before on radio or really had much radio experience other than, you know, as a DJ in college. Um, so I took it and ran with it and I put my own stamp on it and, um, had some fun with it. And it led me to, um, 2009 when I, the Iron Picks brought me back in a media relations role. And it was there where I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. Writing articles, yeah. um, interviewing players, um, you know, I, I was, you know, getting opportunity to do social media at that point, which was still really early on. Um, and I loved it. And I loved the fact that in communications, media relations, you get to wear a lot of hats and you get to do a lot of different things. And every day is not the same. And I think that's what I've always wanted to do is that when I come to work every day, I, I want to be able to have fun and I want to be able to do some different things here and there and not have every day like it is um, like yesterday or the day before. And, um, every day could be different. And I think yeah. uh, certainly the off season is different than the season. Um, and now everything that we're dealing with is certainly different than it was last year. Right. Um, and you just have to make the best of every situation. Uh, on a day-to-day basis working in AAA, because guys are getting sent down and up all the time. Like you just mentioned, like things change constantly. For you guys, like what's kind of a specific story that you, you had when uh, things just like did not go according to plan one day to the next and you kind of had to adapt and kind of pull an audible? Well, I think, you know, from a, for a PR guy in minor league baseball, it's tough because, um, you know, there are game days where we're, we're busy with stuff. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, there's a lot going on. You know, I'm trying to get media out to the game. I'm trying to... Uh, do game notes. I'm trying to, you know, at, at the times I was posting the social media, I'm trying to do that stuff. Um, so you're doing all that stuff and you're in your routine and you're getting ready for a game and you might not be sitting in front of your computer and you're running around. And then here it is, it's five 30 on a game day or even sometimes six o'clock on a game day, an hour before first pitch. And you're getting an email that says this player is getting promoted and you have to hurry up and run back to your desk and you have to write a, um, a media release or you have to change your roster and you have to get that in. So uh, there are a lot of things that happen on the fly and you have to be able to adjust to it. Right. Um, you know, my phone is like, it's like always in my hand, you know, you never put it down because um, you just never know. Um, it's been different this year, not having baseball, um, you know, uh, to me, um, during the baseball season, whether it's, was, you know, being in front of the computer, waiting for something, or just keeping my eye on the phone. Um, things are different now, um, but we're, we're, we're always still keeping our eyes on things and just being ready for that next thing to happen because you just never know. And, you know, it's always, um, things always pop up, but it could always be a good situation. You know, a guy gets promoted, you want to put that out there as quick as possible. Um, and to me, I've had a good relationship with the White Sox over the years. They've been great to me in their PR department. Um, and and it, it, I think it's worked out pretty well. And, um, you know, it's um, there's always a lot of challenges. But, you know, making the best of a situation is how I always look at it. Yeah, and things got to be, like, I know things are kind of picking up for you with some events at the ballpark, but it's kind of like a different level of intensity compared to, like, a season going on where you have a nine-game homestand. Like, is it is it as busy right now or is it just a different type of busy considering that the last six months have been virtually nothing like nothing's been going on 
Yeah, you know what? It, that's exactly right. It's a different kind of busy. Um, yeah. Is because the thing with now is that you know we're putting on events, and you know I'm a I'm a baseball guy. I'm not necessarily an event guy, so it's been a little bit challenging at times. Um, and certainly, bringing people into a ballpark uh, during a, a pandemic is has been different. Um, you know, making sure you're following all CDC guidelines and wearing a mask, and you know, bringing people into a, a safe situation um, has been something of uh, certainly a learning experience. Um, you know, for us, um, it's different in a sense where we're not bringing ten thousand fans into a game. Um, we're bringing in you know, a couple hundred into right. a pumpkin patch or into a movie night. Um, but it's, um, it, it's certainly been a learning experience. And it's, um, it, it's also shown me that um, this is still the job that I love. Yeah. It's just a little bit different now. Um, but we're still seeing, you know, fans coming in, hearing from them, and they're still having a good time. And that's, that's the most important thing is being able to, able to put on a great show you know i think we've we've all learned that uh, there's still some great events you could do uh, even during the times i mean definitely right now you got the world series going on you, you could play a movie uh, i've seen have you have you been doing any like uh i mean i know you were just on tv the other day we talked about that before but have there been any like promotional like interviews on site because i know like for like some promotion days uh, last year, you guys would like bring in the, the Mookie Wilsons or the Heath Slaters of the world. Have you been able to do any of those types of interviews during this time, or no? No, not really. You know, it's tough. I mean, right now, you know, the the, the the one of the things I always enjoyed doing was the meet and greets and the celebrities, and it's a little bit different now. I mean, you know, we're not necessarily bringing uh, celebrities in anymore for meet and greets. Just a different time, and right. um, not a lot of meet and greets going on right now with right. with everything going on, but. Um, that was always one of my most fun parts of the job. Uh, you named a couple of good ones there. I mean, a guy like Mookie Wilson, you know, I grew up a big Mets fan as a kid. Yeah. Getting to bring Mookie in and getting to know Mookie and getting to talk to him. I mean, you know, there's still that kid in me that enjoys that. Um, you know, one of my favorite things over the years is, um, you know, being able to have somebody like Dallas Strawberry here, who I grew yeah. up as a, as a Mets fan and, I got to know Daryl, which was pretty cool. He came out a couple times, and I got to meet him and sat down and interviewed him. And um, so that's where my job is. Just um, you know, it's it, it's so it, there, there's a lot of fun involved with it because it does. It, it brings me back to my childhood, and it brings me back to those moments where I was just this kid watching these players on TV, and now here I am setting them up with media interviews or writing a story about them or interviewing them and um, getting to know them on a little bit of a different level. And um, that's been, that's been great over the years. So how, how, how much control do you have over that? Like bringing guys in for those promotional days and meet and greet days where you get to uh, interview them, obviously, like, do you have any like certain guys that you'd like love to talk to that you try to reach out to, to bring to the ballpark? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, over the years, you know, each year before the season, uh, we get together as a promotional staff and we come up with ideas and we say, who's, you know, who should we bring in this year from a celebrity standpoint or who should we bring in from a, from a baseball standpoint? And we look at our schedule and we say, okay, you know, the Braves are coming into town, you know, who would be uh, a foreign Brave to bring in? Or, you know, when, uh, when the Mets uh, got back into the league as the Syracuse Mets, 
it was a no brainer to bring in, you know, Mookie Wilson. Yeah. Um, it was just, uh, you know, to me, there was some guys you think of and you say, Oh, he'd be great with fans. And Mookie was great. Um, you know, over the years, I mean, we brought Dale Murphy in, who was a, a big fan favorite here in Charlotte. Uh, a lot of Braves fans. We've had a lot of success with former Braves. We've brought Andrew Jones, uh, Sid Bream over the years, um, David Justice. Yeah. Um, the Braves uh, fans have always come out for those appearances. And then the celebrities, you know, I, I, I love the baseball movies. You know, we grew up watching the Sandlot and Major League and all those great movies and then having an opportunity to bring in uh, Patrick Renna, who played Ham Porter. And uh, we were going to bring in, um, we brought Smalls in in, in right. 2019. Um, and then we were going to bring in Squints in 2020. And that was going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, I hope we could do that kind of stuff again, because that's what makes minor league baseball special. It is that family friendly environment, but it's also the opportunity to, to meet some celebrities and, and to have fun and to meet those former players and, um, I hope we're able to do that again next year. Do you have any uh, dream celebrities that you'd like to bring out? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I'll tell you who I'd love to have here. Um, and he was going to be playing a concert at uh, Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play. Billy Joel, big Billy Joel fan. And uh, he was going to be in Charlotte. Uh, obviously, um, you know, that was canceled this past year, but there's a chance that he'll be back uh, in, in 2021. Love to have Billy Joel. Um, if he's listening to your podcast, uh, hey, Billy, come on out. Uh, we'd love to have you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great celebrities. You know, like I said, I mean, I think certainly somebody like like that or, um, you know, movie stars or, you know, I'm a big, big pro wrestling guy. Right. So I love, I get to bring out a wrestler every year. We had uh, Sergeant Slaughter scheduled for 2020. Um, but in years past, uh, like you mentioned, Heath Slater or, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Great. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, um, and always bringing those guys out was a lot of fun. My favorite one over the years was George the Animal Steel, who came out in 2014, and um, he just was—he was awesome. I interviewed him. He—he uh, he, he choked me out for uh, for a few minutes, and then uh, we did the interview, and uh, he was awesome. I still have the baseball. It's funny. I was just looking at uh, this the other day. He, um, one of the things he used to do is like, you know, chew everything and chew the turnbuckle and everything. And he chewed the baseball up and then he gave me the baseball after. So I had that hanging in my, uh, in my man cave at the house, but, uh, (laughs) he was, uh, he was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's a great story. Have you, have you been keeping up with the storylines in WWE and AEW? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I love AEW, you know, and, um, one of the cool things over the years was getting to know Tony Schiavone. Um, who yeah. was the Braves, Gwinnett Stripers broadcaster over the years. And, you know, as a kid growing up watching wrestle, and I knew, knew Tony from his WCW days. And uh, I first met him in, in 2009 when I was with the Iron Pigs. And I think I was, um, you know, I was really excited to meet him uh, back then. And I stayed in touch with him over the years and just a great guy. And now he's back on, uh, on TV with AEW. And, you know, AEW came out and did a show here in Charlotte, and I got to go back in, um, back in February and, um, you know, it was really cool. And they, they, they're fun to watch. I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed that. And I, and I watched a lot of WWE too. I mean, it's definitely been interesting to see how they were going to evolve during these times. I mean, Vince McMahon, like obviously genius, uh, 
kind of greedy, but he's a genius <laughs> in the sense of like the whole Thunderdome idea, like bringing in people. I kind of figured like some fans were going to uh, kind of be controversial with it. I think there was one actually uh, where uh, a fan put a picture of Chris Benoit up on the, on the screen. And I think they caught it, but like yeah. he definitely knew like there was going to be like some fans that were definitely going to like ruin it for everybody else. But I, I guess they've done a pretty good job with that. And then AEW, I just watched, uh, I don't watch too much of it because for whatever reason, I don't get um, normal like USA or TNT networks out here in Phoenix. I don't know what it is, but my brother was telling me about the whole Jericho uh, MJF segment the other night. They did like a music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Like a Broadway musical. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, dude, like Jericho to me is like, I mean, he's not, I wouldn't consider him like in the same class as the Cena's and the Rocks and the Stone Colds, but he's definitely up there as like one of the most innovative minds of all time in the pro wrestling business. He's got to be. Absolutely. No, you're right. And I mean, I, you know, going back to WCW and watching Monday Nitro every Monday night, I mean, Jericho, you know, was there, I mean, you think about how long ago that was. I mean, he's got a 20 plus year career and he's still, he's still going strong. And, um, you know, it's fun. You know, the first wrestling event I ever went to, I went to WrestleMania five, uh, in Atlantic city. And, uh, that was that, you know, I had been a big wrestling fan before that, but, um, going to that show as a, uh, nine, nine year old, um, just really, it was, it was special. It just brought out like that, um, that fan. And, um, you know, I've been a big fan ever since, um, you know, I watched the the Monday Nitros, the Monday Monday Night Raw, uh, head to head every Monday night, and uh, that was a you know great era for wrestling. But wrestling has been been as you said now with AEW and WWE going back and forth. It's um it's fun to watch. You know, wrestling and baseball those are my those are my two things. I mean, I, I I'm definitely in the same boat as you. I mean, that must have been awesome watching uh, WWE and WCW go at it because like I I know when AEW started, everybody expected it to like the wars are back on and isn't quite that way, at least not yet. I'd like to think that AEW can get there one day because again, they're way bigger than uh, TNA ever was. So like I never considered TNA competition, but like it would be awesome to see them get uh, to that point one day. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I go back to, uh, you know, being in college and uh, Monday night in the dorms was, uh, was, was pretty cool. We had the, uh, the big screen TV and you had, you had two TVs going and, um, watching those uh, shows head to head was uh, was really cool. I was um, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I've been to shows over the years. You know, that's the other thing. You know, you talk about celebrities coming through the ballpark. You know, I've gotten to meet a lot of the wrestlers that we've had here, and I stayed in touch with some of them. And I've gone to shows. Uh, the winter meetings a few years back was in Vegas, and the same time it was in Vegas, uh, SmackDown was in Vegas. So we went to Smack, went to SmackDown during the winter meetings. That was pretty cool. Um, That's sweet. My buddy, Charles Robinson, who uh referee in WWE. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's been fun, you know, and um, certainly with everything going on during this pandemic, it's, it's been tough, you know, and not being able to bring fans out to the ballpark or to an arena. Right. Um, it's been different, but like you said, I mean, WWE has really found a way with the Thunderdome to, um, you know, to incorporate the fans. And I think when they didn't have fans, it was different, you know, and even when you watch baseball games now and it's that, um, you know, that, um, sound that they're, they're putting in from, it's, it's different. It's not the fans, you know, and now it's good to see, I mean, you have some limited fans of the world series, 
Um, I think they've done a great job, you know, putting it in Texas at Globe Life Field and um, being able to bring some fans in so they can enjoy it. Um, I, I've enjoyed the World Series. I really enjoyed baseball this year during what was going to be an unknown. You know, you just didn't know what to expect during the Major League Baseball season, but I thought, you know, Major League did a, did a great job this year. I, I even like some of the, the new rules they incorporated, and I, and I like the, uh, the added playoff teams. Um, you know, I'm, I was always more of a, I guess, uh, you know, old school with, uh, you know, the not having a DH in the National League, uh, certainly being a, a Mets fan, a National League fan. But I like the DH. I thought I thought it was a good addition this year. I don't know if they'll keep it next year, but um, it, it was good. I thought it worked out really well this year. I mean, for one thing, I know we were talking about the winter meetings when we started. Uh, the one reason I'd like to go out to Dallas this year is to see that stadium because it just looks phenomenal. Like, I mean, hand in hand with AT&T Stadium, the amount of seating in those two stadiums is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it would be cool to see that. Um, you know, I was really impressed um, in San Diego at the winter meetings last year, getting a chance to uh, um, to see where the Padres play in Peco Park. I thought that was a, a great atmosphere. Uh, a few years back when it was in D.C., getting to go to the Nationals ballpark. Um, you know, as when I was young, I mean, I went to a lot of games at Chase Stadium, and then you start working in this business, you don't get a chance to go to a lot of stadiums because you're, you're – all your baseballs here um, at this facility. Um, I've traveled over the years to team a little bit, and I've got to go to some of the other AAA ballparks. Um, and I've worked in a couple other ones, obviously with Lehigh Valley. And um, but um, there's some great stadiums, you know. And I hope uh, I hope fans get an opportunity to see some of them because they they really are. And certainly when you build a new new stadium like they did in Texas, you're going to have all the you know bells and whistles, and it's going to be a phenomenal. A facility and it's it seems like just from watching it on tv it seems like a really great place oh yeah and for you going to the winter meetings all these years like so when you when you go like what's your specific task when you go and like what's your uh, general sense like are you there to uh kind of get a, a feel for what the white Sox are doing and the whole organization is it uh, uh meeting up with uh, some old friends, old connections? Like, what's your main task when you're going to the winter meetings uh, representing the Knights? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, uh, my first winter meetings was 2013. Um, it was the time when the Knights were in the midst of building a brand new ballpark. It yeah. was going to open up in 2014. So December 2013 uh, was a big time uh, for the Knights. And it was a time where we had, um, you know, an opportunity for me, at least, to meet some of my counterparts with the White Sox. Um, and I, I look back at that first one, and it was um, a really great learning experience. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to go ever since, um, for, you know, up until last year. And I right. don't know what this year will bring. But, um, you know, every year I go, I, I get an opportunity to um, – the White Sox are great to me to give me a credential. So I get to sit in the media room, which I love the most. You know, I get to see a lot of the – the great media people and um you know i'll write a blog i'll do some social media stuff maybe do some interviews yeah. i always make it um you know a learning experience but i also like to work i've written press releases from the media room over the years and sent them out to the charlotte media and um we did uh we did a small press conference one year in, in 2013 with the white Sox, where we uh announced our uh, uh affiliation uh, was going to continue our PDC with the White Sox. So that was really cool. 
um, being in there and just taking it all in. You know, I've sat through press conferences over the years when a uh, player might sign a big contract or when the trades happen. Um, you know, it's been it's been great. I, I've sat through um, when they announced the Hall of Fame uh, inductees. Um, every year they'll do the, um, whether it's the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the modern era ballot or the, you know, the, uh, some of the other Hall of Famers that they'll bring in. And um, I've sat through some press conferences and, um, I enjoy that. I really do. It's, um, it's a, and then being around my counterparts from other AAA teams, right. I talk to them. These are guys that I inter- uh, email with, you know, regularly throughout the year and then getting a chance to see them and talk to them and, you know, Hey, what was some of the things that worked well for you this year? And just kind of picking their brain a little bit. So it's a great learning experience. Um, I look forward to it every year. Um, you know, I'm going to be a little bummed this year, obviously that, uh, you know, things are going to be a little different, but um, it's certainly a great atmosphere. And I know, you know, it was great to see you last year. I got to see exactly. you. Over. No, yeah. I don't have, I don't have the bun anymore. So you might not recognize me. Now. Okay. Well, I got my hair grow. So, I mean, I got to <laughs> think about this thing, but, uh, um, but no, it was good. Yeah, I remember seeing you last year and we, we talked quite a bit over the, the few days. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think what you're doing is, is outstanding. Um, you know, here you are, you're, you're, you're in college and um, you know, you're, you're, very, um, you know, you're outgoing and you're, you're looking to, um, start your career already. And you're, you're making some great contacts and with the podcast here and all the people you're talking to. And then, you know, being out in the winter meetings, I'm sure it was a great experience for you. So for sure. And thanks so much. I mean, when it comes to connections, I kind of wanted to talk to you about, uh, like, like you said, kind of like reminiscing with people, uh, uh, like the email chain, like you mentioned, talking to people uh, within other minor league organizations, kind of uh, picking each other's brains in that sense. Uh, over your years, starting out from internships all the way up to now with the Knights, uh, who are some of those connections uh, that you've made along the way and those friendships that kind of had a bigger impact than most? Yeah, um, well, I've been fortunate. I mean, some of the people I've worked with over the years uh, have been very good to me. Um, starting in Lehigh Valley with the Iron Pigs. Um, you know, I think I tell you, when I did my internship in 2004, uh, you know, I, I thought, wow, now I did the internship. Now things are going to start to fall into place. I'll either get a full-time job or another internship next year, and I'll be set, and I'll, you know, continue that and keep going. And it didn't work like that. Right. Uh, 05, I, I had an opportunity that, that uh, fell through, and, 06, no opportunity. 07, no opportunity. It wasn't until 2008 when uh, I interviewed and uh, met the, you know, two of my favorite people in the industry, uh, Matt Province and John Schaefer with right. the Iron Pigs. And they just, you know, they, they allowed me to do so much. And it was just such a great experience. And here I am into a situation that I've never been in before. And, you know, I made mistakes. And, you know, I was maybe didn't have a great day or they always, they always were so um, uplifting when it came to that, you know, here I am on the radio and um, people are listening and um, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of different things, but they just made me want to get better and, and, and and learn. And so, and they're, you know, they're lifelong friends, you know, they're, they're two people that I um, look, look up to and still look up to. And they helped me get into my job with the Reading Phillies. Yeah. Helped me get here in Charlotte, and we've stayed in touch over the years. 
So they're two of the best people I've come across. And then here in Charlotte, you know, I've had um, some really great people that have become, you know, lifelong friends as well. I mean, now that I'm here, you know, nine seasons, um, our, our broadcaster, Matt Swira, just a great guy, is a great friend now. Um, and he's someone that I talk to, you know, almost daily. And he's someone that uh, has a lot of experience in this industry. And I think those are the kind of people you want to be around, the people that have done that before, and you can learn from them. And one of the things I always say is just, you know, keep your ears open, listen, you know, listen, you know, listen to what they have to say. And, um, you know, Matt's been great like that. Mike Pacheco, our, our, our radio broadcaster here too. I mean, there's really great people in this industry. I think, you know, in the international league, I've been fortunate too, because there's so many great PR directors uh, in this league um, that I get to talk to and interact with, uh, whether it's just through email. Um, but, um, you know, just learning from them is, is, is been really big. And, um, you know, there's going to be mistakes over the time that you're here and doing things and you learn from them. I mean, that's the one thing about public relations, media relations is that every day is different. You know, things are going to pop up. There's going to be situations that you have to be ready for. And I think uh, preparing yourself for that is, is really important. So, uh, I mean, we'll end with this. I don't want to take too much of your time here, but with your current job, uh, VP of Communications with the Charlotte Knights, how many different hats are you wearing right now when it comes to uh, dealing with players, dealing with social media, dealing with, you know, like dummies like me who reach out to you and want to oh, no. No, You're not a dummy, believe me. I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Know, it, it, it's good to see what you're doing, you know, I, and I'll, I'll give you a little kudos for a minute because when you came out <laughs> Charlotte a couple of years ago, well, what, 2019, so it, it seems like a long time ago. It was like 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah. When you came out, you know, and uh, you, you, you know, had a credential and you were very, you know, interested in doing something with that credential. It wasn't just getting a credential and sitting in a press box and just like you want to do interviews and you wanted to write stories and, and you did all that. And I think that's the way you have to be as someone trying to break into this industry is you have to be a go-getter. You have to be outgoing. You have to... Um, do whatever you can um, and get your foot in that door. And you have to be able to, um, um, you know, take that opportunity and, and run with it. And, you know, it's easy to just say, yeah, I have a credential and I'm going to be at the ballpark today. Well, what could you do with that? And what other, um, uh, what other relationships can you make with that? You know, can you, you know, know me and you know other people here at the ballpark and you get to interview players and then you you know you you know I, i've seen what you're doing and you, you've had some really great people on your podcast and i think you just kind of keep doing that uh for me you know it's um it, it's it's impressive to see you know I, I talked to a lot of um students over the years you know and i think the good thing about you is you know what you want to do and i think right. that's how i was you know i knew that i wanted to work in baseball and i wasn't going to give up you know, when, when I had an internship, I, I tried to make the most out of it. And then another one didn't come up and another one didn't come up and then I didn't get this one and I didn't get that one, but I never gave up. And I think there's always going to be good days and there's always going to be bad days, but, you know, continuing to just go out there and, and, and put your heart into it. It's important, especially now with everything going on in the world and uh, our jobs are a lot harder. Um, right. I'm a baseball guy, you know, um, uh, I've worked a lot of events that I never thought I'd have to work, but I've enjoyed them. 
and I've learned more this year, I think, than any other year. Um, and it's something that I'll take with me for a long time. So were there any, uh, like, have you ever had people come out to the ballpark that were worse off than me when dealing with players? Worse off? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll say this. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's one thing to um, put something on a resume and say you did it, um, yeah. which, you know, I see a lot of times, you know. Um, but it's one thing to go out, um, ask questions, you know, um, follow, follow that person around, see what they do, see what their day is like and be engaged, you know, and, 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 and want to be there and show that you want to be there. And I think that was what, you know, I saw from you is that when you came out here, you, you made the most of it. And, you know, I, I hope that anytime I give an opportunity to somebody, um, I hope they make the most out of it. I hope that they enjoy it. I hope that they see themselves in a position um, in minor league baseball or in, in baseball or sports and, um, and know that that's what they want to do. You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think not everybody always knows what they want to do, you know, and I think an internship is a great opportunity because for me, when I did those internships, I saw what it was like. I saw the grind. I saw, you know, how tough it could be, but I knew that was what I wanted to do. And I think um, that's so important because, uh, you know, like I said, here I am now 15, 16 years later, and I'm still, still enjoying what I'm doing. And that, that to me is what I always wanted was to be able to go to work. And like you said, look out at that beautiful skyline and look at that view, Right. know that this is going to be a good day. Uh, I'm going to be around baseball. I'm going to watch baseball. I'm going to talk baseball. Um, and, um, to me, that was always what I wanted to do and, um, make the most of every opportunity because you just never know who's watching. I mean, I was going to say, like, the seat you're in right now, like, literally the seat you're in right now, you can't beat that view. Um, is this, are you content with where you're at right now? I mean, you've been with the Knights for a while now. Is there anything else that you kind of want to do, like, climbing that proverbial ladder? Like, is there anything else that you want to accomplish in your career? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, 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 it's interesting because, I mean, I think everybody at some point in their career want to want to see you know, I've, I had an opportunity to do that. I mean, I, I've worked for other organizations. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to go from, you know, double A AA to triple A and then back to double A and then to triple A. And so I, I, I've always had that opportunity to be able to move around a little bit, but I've been here now almost, you know, almost 10 years now and, and I've loved it. And to me, this is my major leagues, you know, this is my, um, this is my opportunity to, to do something. And, um, and I love it here. You know, my, my family, we're here now, we, you know, like raising my, my kids here. And um, we left Reading, Pennsylvania for Charlotte, North Carolina. And we've, we've never looked back. We, we've loved every minute of it. And, um, you know, like I said, my, my parents have moved here now. And so we're, we're happy where we are. I'm happy in my job. Um, but I think you always look for other opportunities, but I think, you know, where I am right now, I'm happy. And, um, as I said, it's, it's baseball. It's what I love. And, um, to get to do what I'm doing, um, you know, it was what I always wanted to do. And I'm I'm really happy and I'm fortunate. And I I look at it every day and I say, I'm living my dream, you know, um, living my dream to be able to take all that I wanted to do, writing, photography, social media, all that stuff, and then take it to a baseball uh, facility and to be at a ballpark every day. Um, you know, working from home, those couple of months was tough, yeah. you know, um, 
not being here was tough. Um, but being back here every day is, um, has been special and it really has. And, um, find what, find what that is that you love and, and be able to do it and make a career of it is just, just awesome. Oh, you're still killing it, man. And it was great catching up with you. It's been a while since we've talked. Uh, and I hope everything's safe with you and your family and your kids and everything. Cause it can't be easy. I, like I was telling my uh, buddy the other day, I couldn't imagine being a, a young kid right now during these times because time moves so much slower when you're a kid. Like I can only imagine that like, it feels like a decade for some of these uh, youngsters in like elementary and middle school growing up. Yeah, no. And I, and I think of, you know, I think of you and, and, and college students right now, it's gotta be difficult too. I mean, yeah. You know, the dorm life is different and school is different and things are virtual. And, um, and yeah, for my kids, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's different now. It really is. But you just have to make the best of it and make the most of it. And, you know, our job here is different. Um, but um, trying to find the best out of this situation is all you can do right now. Um, and um, listen, you know, hopefully we get back to normal soon. Um, hopefully the Charlotte Knights are back on the field here in April yeah. and things are, you know, back to normal, which is a uh, hundred hours a week and a lot of stress. But uh, to me, that's a good normal. Yeah. So I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a good stress. It's, it, it's definitely, yeah. great. I, I hope to be back out there at some point too. My brother just moved to Nashville, so I got to go visit him. So I'll definitely be back down South quite a bit more moving forward. So hopefully uh, uh, we'll see each other soon again, hopefully in 2021. That'd be awesome. You have a uh, you have a spot in the press box anytime you want it. Uh, a credential where your name is waiting. So whenever you want to come back, we'd love to have you. Sweet. Thanks so much again, Tommy. I'll let you go. I won't take too much of your time, man. But thanks so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. It was great catching up with you. Absolutely. And anytime you need anything, I'm here. Um, I, I enjoyed it today. Thank you so much. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.